Hello and welcome to episode 84 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo and Mark, someone whose mind is now at ease now that um, our drop in listeners isn't actually his fault. You come to that conclusion this week, you've kind of gone, Damo, I'm relieved, I've done some I've done some research and the numbers are dropping before I open my big mouth. Yeah, but I still have a real worry that the, the drop is too mathematically... <laughs> Awful. No, no, it's too mathematically. Should we stop talking about our numbers dropping? Do you think that's going to? Do you think that's you happening? Think that's this, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. People are just going to go, "Oh, no one else is bothering." I'm yeah, not, I'm not going why, to. Yeah, why should I hang out and yeah. you know, see if it gets any better? Yeah, numbers went up this week to an all-time high. Oh, did they? Mm. Oh, right, great. Well, also, are you responsible for that? <laughs> I, I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> are you claiming my that rapier one? wit? <laughs> um, I have been looking at the figures. We're we're growing in America. Are we? Yeah. That's good news. The percentage is increasing. Is it? Well, it depends how you look at it. I reckon everyone in Britain hates us now. But yeah, our right. American audience is growing quite a bit. Oh, so we haven't increased in America. And this is great for stats. This is just, we're bombarded with stats these days, aren't we, in our lives? Market about share, everything. America's market share has gone up. Yeah, because the UK's come down. Is that what you're saying? Yep. You're right. <laughs> there's, no, there's no silver lining to any of this, is no. there? No. This is a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, world news, wisecracks, unwisecracks, bum cracks and life hacks. We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke of our perfectly imperfect lives. And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. I mentioned your life hacks to my therapist today. Right. I, I don't, I'm really questioning your... Therapy. The, yeah, the, the, the relationship you have with your therapist, <laughs> right? I'd even just kind of ask mine how, how her week's been and she'll shut me down straight away. Called pro- I, it's called professionalism, Mark. Shall I record her one life? Of my is, her sessions. life is none of my business. I asked her where she's going on holiday. No, no you shouldn't do no. that. You put in a really awkward position. Well, That's not, why, it's not why you're there. Oh, it's, it is. To, not to talk about her life. Absolutely not. <laughs> that, that they don't go there. She does. You've obviously broken her down, haven't you? Is she broken the like Hippocratic oath of yeah. therapists. Yeah. Don't put her under pressure. No. No, I'm surprised she hasn't binned you off already, actually. Maybe she bought she a cat today to oh, show me a cat. for fuck's sake. She bought the cat with her? Yeah, to show me, because I've been asking. Shut up. She bought it to the, is, it, is she at home? Yeah. Okay, right. Well, that's where the cat lives. <laughs> and her husband. Her husband came. A little chat. No, come on. Right, you're winding me up. Mm-hmm. Aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Bastard. Please subscribe to us and follow us on Instagram. The handle's I'm Finecast. Come here and have some fun. It's fun, isn't it, on Instagram? Mm. Mm. You'll find Mark on there. I think I've got a picture for you as well This for this week. Okay, thank you. Uh, so coming up in this episode, warm up and stretch, I've got an apology. Remember we used to do apologies? Mm. I've got one for you. Uh, and some catch-ups in work-life ballet. Mark is looking at resolution and choices in mental health. Correct, Amundo? What, we've literally just had a discussion. I've written it in and now you're going, oh, not quite sure. The way you said that, my mind went... Resolution I've... and choices. Yeah, and how it has a bearing on mental oh, health. God, you said, and how it has a bearing on mental health. resolution and choices in mental health as if I got you. I'll, have, I'll be bipolar this week. Oh, all right. Smart ass. It's one of those days. It's hot. You bring me a title, I'll put it in. Okay. Right? Do you want to do my best? Higher resolution. There's the title. Higher resolution. Yeah. Oh, I see what you've done there. I can Quite see clever. clearly now. <laughs> Lorraine is gone. Lorraine who? Who's Lorraine? Little Lorraine. <laughs> yeah, Lorraine Kelly. Yeah. So, um, and um, in brain food, if we've got time. How just could to, people what? desert this, eh? <laughs> it's like the Bob Monkhouse of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Another target reference. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. didn't what didn't he lose all his jokes yeah, on the train yeah, i was yeah. gonna say that he had he that's had why we're similar thousands <laughs> didn't he <laughs> wait, 
Well, all your jokes. So you bought a laptop with you today. Yeah. And some printouts. So I know you need, you mean business when you do that. Yeah. Are all your jokes on there? On your on laptop. laptop? Yeah. Is, is your entire life on there? So if you lose that, all your screenshots are backed up on there, are they? Nothing's backed up on my computer. I've right. never backed it up. Of course it isn't. So if you lose that, that's a lot of stuff gone, right? I did read today, though, Freedom of Information, when I was doing the research. I mm. properly researched this and typed it, as you can see, and I've yeah, even put... You haven't typed it, copied and pasted. Copied and pasted. Anything. And I've put purple okay. felt tip. I know, some kind of, you've marked your own work. Yeah. <laughs> I did well. Did that actually say, brilliant, Mark, <laughs> you are brilliant, I'm on the margin. See me later, it's so. <laughs> um, I don't know what I was going to say then. Research, oh yeah, research about... We might not even do this today, but if we do about um, information that other apps hold on mm, you. Yeah. Um, Adam sent me something through and said, I thought you th- would think this was interesting. We could, I think we could look at, I think we've got loads today. So I think we could do that next week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the one thing I was going to say. So about Adam's still it, listening then. Yeah. Bless <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Um, although when I put my picture on of me doing those um, pull-ups, oh, yeah. he went, gloves. What? what? I was wearing, wearing gloves. gloves. Yeah. Oh, were you wearing gloves? Yeah. Just because some of the calluses are breaking. Yeah. Oh, your hands go pop-paw. Are they yeah. pop-paw? Adam's hardcore. Yeah, he is hardcore. He would cut his hands before doing pull-ups. Yeah, he would, yeah. With a saw. He doesn't... <laughs> he's barefoot on glass. Yeah. Yeah. So what I was going to say was, mm. when I was looking at what app information apps hold, Tinder holds quite a bit. And under a Freedom of Information Act, this person... Well, just take Tinder off your phone, Mark. <laughs> what? Hey. What? What? This woman under Freedom of Information Act asked for the details that Tinder had on her. Right. And it took ages and ages and it had to go to court. Right. And they gave it to her in hard copy. Right. 800 pages of stuff of had on her. Every single thing that she'd done and thought and alluded to and liked. And that she thought. Well, yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. It out what she thought. That, no, that's, that's your. But what? What, the point she made is that data. Mm is ethereal it doesn't seem damaging until you have 800 pages mm. of this is everything you've it's said it's fine until it's used against you right yeah. but also when we're, it's hard all, copy mm. see, seeing it in front of you is it's, different you know to, if, we, you're, if you're kind of if you get mugged in the street you want cctv to be picking that up don't you yeah <laughs> otherwise yeah. you don't want anyone filming you so it's it, it depends which side of the fence you're on yeah you know what i mean tinder mm. is all that information on her is going to help her find a mate yeah right it's fine until she does. I think she's found a few. She's got 800 pages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my apologies about chairs, Mark. I'm going to get straight into the apology, get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of did allude that um, chairs hadn't kind of even been mentioned in the, in recent literature. <laughs> up until like at Charles the time, Dickens. yeah. yeah. And you, I think you were looking sideways at me. Uh, the ancient Egyptians are believed to be the first uh, to invent a four-legged seat with a back, better known most as the chair. Um, mm-hmm. The earliest examples have been found in tombs dating back as far as 2680 BC. Mm. So they've probably been knocking around. What, what, what is that not far enough? Do you want to get like Tyrannosaurus Rex made chairs with their tiny arms because they because <laughs> they love to sit down? <laughs> Is that what you? No, I, no. I was just thinking. I wondered in your defence because when you did say it, I thought bullshit. <laughs> I'm wondering whether chairs back in the day were much more ceremonial. Uh, well, yeah, the, some of the earlier chairs, even the ones in in Egypt, were yeah. kind of invented to help people win their work, depending on what their work. They were, so if they're doing something repetitive, or they had to be in a certain posture to do certain work, making okay. making things, yeah, they'd make contraptions to help hold them in place. And some of the things help, you know, just <laughs> chairs help them sit down while they were doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Like like what? What? What would they do? Do you want to bring me? Do you want me to bring the example up? Hmm. Have you got an example? 
interested of. I didn't put it in because I didn't think we'd be bringing that up. I think I think both of us would be interested to hear. You, <laughs> you know when they mummified people? Here's a fact. Well, it might not be a fact. I think it's a fact. You know when they mummified people, the Egyptians? Yeah. They took all their innards out. But the only thing they left in was the heart. Mm. But they thought, and I haven't checked any of this, this could be all total shit. Are you asking me to check my facts? No, no, no. I don't check my facts. Um, but the thing they left in was the heart. But they thought the heart was where you did all your thinking. Oh, is that where they left Egyptian it? Time. So they left that in, yeah. Okay. The brain was just discarded like an oily rag. Hmm. Hmm. Again, and also they put onions, where they took the eyeballs out, they put sometimes put onions <laughs> Again, I don't Did know if they? that's true. <laughs> well, what? Who would? Where, where do you even get that? If it's made up, who who has told you that? What sicko is? Don't they put coins? His on name is Lewis. He's eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's the only true bit. I think I've said today. <laughs> so yesterday was deadlift day. Yeah. Oh, better news. Here we go. What? Better news yesterday. than what? Better news than the chair debacle. Oh yeah. Uh, it was Tuesday of all days. Like, yeah. Yeah. I thought. Breaking barriers. Yeah. Uh, you promised I'd be getting into triple digits, and I did. Mm. And some. Mm. It was all right. I know you then took some video of me, and you uh, you complimented me on my calves. Did you see them there? They were like... Well, I was busy lifting. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, on the video. Yeah, no, I did, yeah. Yeah. And um, I also had a, a, te- a text from a mutual friend of ours. Okay, who I shared it with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should no, have maybe you, asked uh, permission. Yeah, have you heard about GDPR, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> data we're talking about data and apps data protection there's a thing called data protection okay well to, to, you know that's personally identifiable because i was in the fucking video <laughs> but this is a funny thing she sent me a text this is russian spy by the way <laughs> can i just predict what you're going to say can i predict it yeah go on. you're going to go mark said demo won't mind it's okay no, no okay no, no, well that's no, how no. i preempted it that's how you get around you GDPR. What legitimate interest? Yeah, you just well, you say. sent it to her because there's a legitimate interest. What was the legitimate interest of you sending because, a picture of me well, lifting to Russian spy? Well, here we go. Smart pants. Yeah. She found a muscle starting to grow in her calves and was very excited. And I was saying, this is this is where you are now. This, this is the legitimate interest bit. This is where you could this be. This is love. relevant. This is where you could be. <laughs> and she went, I don't want hairy calves. <laughs> Because she, she said on the text, I've just been shown a, a video of your calves. I mean, you don't get a text like that any, every day. No. And I said, well, hopefully you had a little sit down afterwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Winky, winky, smiley faces, right? Yeah. Forget, I don't mind you sharing that. No. You know, because I won't report you to the uh, the ICO. But you've got to be careful, you know, sharing these things with women of certain ages, Mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the excitement. Yeah. Her eyes aren't painted on, are they? <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't got onions her eyes. <laughs> Exactly. You know what I mean? Just saying. Yeah. Just After eight or nine plays, though, <laughs> we got on with, got on with <laughs> lifting. Did you feel really good after that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel all right today as well. Good. Mm. Good. It was good. I reckon I could lift more. What? I think, yeah, I think you can. Yeah. yeah. Where did you go? <laughs> what was that no, for? No, but it's like, I'm not competitive. I don't give a fuck what I'm lifting. No, I'm not. Give but more, give I can, more. No, but I can do more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For my own satisfaction, no one else's. Not even yours. You want to lift 300 pounds, don't you? What is that in real work? Give me, what is that? That's old, old um, pence. Come on, give me the... So about 135 kilos. Oh, a people push. I reckon I could. Yeah. A couple more, I reckon, and I reckon I could do it. Okay. Here's something, Mark, that I spotted today. Because mm-hmm. um, we never talk about vaccines or COVID, do we? Don't ever cover it on this. Have you heard of the band called Offspring? American punk rock band. 
What? Why are you putting your arm up? Do you, do you no, this is what you did in school. Can you remember? You used... Sorry, I'm going away from the mic. You used your other arm to hold your arm that was up when you wanted to, to, to get, get it attention. First, to get it higher up. And then you go... Uh, uh, uh. That's going to sound wrong. Um, <laughs> um, um, so, no, I was, I'm just going to finish your sentence. Go on. That the drummer has been sacked. Yes. Because yes. he wouldn't be vaxxed. Yeah. But um boom Do you want to talk about it? It's just bollocks. I well, think it's unbelievable. Well, you're a drummer. I am a drummer, from your so, perspective. so this guy... Um, He's been drummed out of the band. <sighs> yeah, I think there's another joke there. Symbol of hope, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, well, there's no hope for him in no. the band. So the Offspring drummer, Pete Parada, who's been in Offspring for 14, 14 years. years. Man and boy. Ah, unbelievable. Do you know the Offspring? Yeah, I do, yeah. Do you know of them? So? Very familiar, yes. Okay. They're a big band as well. Mm-hmm. So he's been dropped from their forthcoming tour after refusing the COVID vaccine for medical reasons. Hmm. Pete Parada said uh, a doctor had advised him not to have the jab because he has a rare autoimmune disorder called Guillain-Barr syndrome. Okay, yeah, 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 heard of that. He wrote on Instagram that he's unable to comply with what is an increasingly becoming an industry mandate. What I'd like to do is jump straight into his Twitter response, if I may. Jump away. Because I think, it's a little bit long, but I think there's some points in there that I think you'll go, hallelujah, amen, brother, you know, right on. She's got, I've got some unfortunate and difficult news to share. I know many of my close friends and family would, would have preferred to hear this privately first, and I apologise for the public nature of the disclosure. But I don't know how to have this conversation multiple times. That's a good one, isn't it? Because mm. it's like, mm. just get out there. You don't mm. have to keep saying it. So I'm with him. I'm with him already. Yeah. Uh, given my personal medical history and the side effect profile of these jabs, my doctor has advised me not to get the shot at this time. Hmm. I caught the virus a year ago. It was mild for me, so I'm confident I'd be able to handle it again, but I'm not so certain I'd survive another post-vaccination round of Guillain-Barr syndrome, mm-hmm. which dates back to my childhood and has evolved to be progressively worse over my lifetime. Unfortunately for me and my family, who was hoping to keep me around a little bit longer, the risks far outweigh the benefits. Yes. Since I am unable to comply with what is an increasingly, as I've just said, becoming an industry mandate, it has recently been decided that I am unsafe to be around in the studio and on tour. I mention this because you won't be seeing me at the upcoming shows. I also want to share my story so that anyone else experienced the agony and isolation of getting left behind right now knows they're not entirely alone. He has had COVID, so his natural immunity yeah. will be yeah. probably at least as strong yep. and maybe longer lasting than the vaccine. Yeah. Okay. I have no negative feelings towards my band. They're doing what they believe is best for them while I am doing the same which I think is quite a, mm. quite a thing to say. Uh, wishing the entire Offspring family all the very best as they get back at it. I'm heartbroken not to be seeing my road community and will miss connecting with the fans more than I can express in words. While my reason for not getting this jab is medical, I want to make sure I'm not carving out a space that is only big enough for me. I need to state unequivocally that I support informed consent, which necessitates choice unburdened by coercion. Brilliant well words. Written. Well written, mm. yeah. yeah. Uh, I do not find it ethical or wise to allow... Those with the most power, government corporations, organisations, employers, to dictate medical procedures to those with the least power. Mm-hmm. There are countless folks like me for whom these shots carry a greater risk than the virus. Most of us don't publicly share a private decision we made in a careful consideration with our doctors. We know it's not an easy conversation to unfold. It looks like half the population is having shockingly different reaction to these jabs than expected. It's probably because their life experiences have actually been shockingly different. And their reasons range from a conscientious risk-benefit analysis to the financial inability to take time off work, lack of health care in the event of potential side effects, mm. uh, to an understandable distrust in a system that has never prioritised the health or well-being of their communities. Again, yeah. pretty powerful words. Yeah. I, it's occurred to me that some, some people can't afford to have time off. It's also important some people can't afford to be ill. 
Yes. Or both of those things. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. we, we forget that here, don't we? Yeah. That people are racking up some extra, extraordinary amount of bills for being ill, something they've been mm-hmm. coerced, mm-hmm. arguably through pressure, all sorts of pressure to take it. You know, that's put people at risk financially and I think that just the, the, medically. I think, firstly, as you say, really well written. I think mm. that reminds me of some footballer said it then. I can't remember who it was, but something about it's an oft repeated theme, but. Yeah, don't judge someone you don't know yeah. their life experiences you don't know where they mm. are you don't mm. know what they've gone through and two things came up today um that made me think of that is that with mental health especially it's quite often we do not know what traumas people have gone through mm. and it isn't right for us to like we've said before with the bpd give them gradations yeah. it's like well you didn't fight in afghanistan so stop whinging that x y and z and so i think that's in a way what he's saying isn't it that you Mm -hmm. look individuals and some people are making choices based on a whole number of other factors yeah loads of different factors and his is his health yeah and he's made an informed decision yeah i think the two things that came to my mind was somebody from i think it was the university's minister was interviewed by kate burley and asked in new york they're giving 100 pounds for the vaccination do you think that would be a good idea Mm. and he went if it, if it makes people do it, yes, which in some ways, okay, you're given mm-hmm. a clear response. Mm-hmm. But then that opens the can of worms to me of like, you're paying people. And if that person had made a decision not to have it based on medical advice yeah. or an allergic reaction, because everyone's meant to be asked, yeah. do you, you have an allergic gonna, reaction to vaccines? They take a risk if there's 100 quid in it. But they're, they're, they're yeah. Like, oh, okay, well, I'm like, 100 quid, 100 quid, right? Well, that's the point I'm saying. Yeah. The other thing I'm yeah. hearing is that people are getting... Oh, I've heard of one person. That's a mass exaggeration. That one person, and this was from a reliable source, got someone who's addicted to drugs to pretend to be them okay. and take the jab for them and right. gave them £100. Right. So they'll do it again for the second one and then that person's got the vaccine passport. Right. So the system is flawed. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's very good what you just read. No, I yeah. think it was good. And um, talk about madness on the on this podcast. We have, I don't think we've quite exhausted that. There's plenty of madness to go yet. Yeah. Uh, Eric Clapton has refused to play concerts at venues requiring so-called vaccine passports for entry because he had a really bad reaction to the AstraZeneca. Yeah, yeah. And he's basically said, I'm not, yeah, I'm not playing any venues where you have to be double jumped yeah. or anything like that. The vaccine playing anywhere? <laughs> I think the vaccines have been very quiet, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, what are they up to? <laughs> unless, unless the sales have been going through the roof. Because being their marketing like, manager has <laughs> fallen into you. Do you yeah, know what I literally haven't heard a peep out of them. No. Um, Miss that. Yeah. Paul McCartney has is, is, is put a picture up of him getting the vaccine, saying, yeah. uh, be cool, get vaxxed, Paul. Mm-hmm. Foo Fighters played to a fully vaccinated crowd at New York's Madison Square Garden in June, while Kiss star, this is what I want to get your opinion on this, while Kiss star Gene Simmons has said their concert goers must also have the jab, telling them, I don't care if you think the earth is flat. That's what Gene Simmons has said, okay. which I take so as... So you mean you can get in if you think the earth's flat, as long as you're vaccinated? <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't even thought of Not it. a condition of entry, but it's... <laughs> yeah, we'll oversee it just for the, just there's, this one. There's once. a quick survey. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The horses in the Olympics, they don't get medals. I was quite upset about that. Hmm. They work their asses off, don't they? And we don't remember the names of the horses, do we? Afterwards. Explosion 4. Was that one of the name of the horses? The one that won today. Oh, there's one called Pumpkin, which I thought was quite cute. Mm. But, um, so, yeah. Explosion okay. 4. The only reason I know this is the guy who got the gold medal was on five live being right. interviewed mm. and he wanted a shout out to his team of 10 or 15 people that have made it possible right. and i thought that's one for the kids isn't it if you want to get into dressage yeah. as long as you can afford 10 or 15 star <laughs> yeah you're on dressage yeah it must be like a, like you win gold there's probably only about 30 people in mm. the world that can make a, 
a horse yeah. bloody I'm not convinced. do the hokey-cokey. It's not really my thing. There's loads of people in the horses. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't tell a horse to do the little kind of little cute trot, can you? You cannot tell it to do that. Well, you mean it doesn't naturally do You can tell it, but it's... <laughs> no, it's not going to listen, is what I'm saying. You, you, can t- you can tell a horse anything. We know that. Yeah. Whether it does it or not is a different thing. But if you joke, can you just put your, your front legs like that and your back legs like that when I do this to you and then we're gravy? Yeah. No, you're going to have to start. You're going to have to use sticks. You've got to use sticks, haven't you? Or some kind yeah. of thing to whack their legs, haven't you? Yeah. You have to. Therapy. I haven't. Maybe, maybe we should look into this, Mark. That was the thing Before I was thinking about the other day. When we were questioning science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they beat the horses yeah. into submission. Yeah, within an inch of their lives. Yeah, dance explosion. <laughs> Um, Should we get into your thing? To my thing. Go for it. Where do you want to start, Mark? I'm going to start with line one. <laughs> Paragraph one. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to start anywhere, why don't you start on the left-hand side of the page and move along to the right in an orderly fashion? Okay. Mm-hmm. I tried to type this as if I was speaking, as if I hadn't oh, typed it. Oh, God, it's it. one of your monologues again, isn't it? No, it's not. Oh. I think this is measured... Is this award-winning? Is this going to... No, I don't think... I think it's just... I think people might go, hmm, actually, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Okay. That's about all... That's that's all I'm (laughs) expecting. I'll be happy with that. Okay. Earlier this week, I saw a cartoon. It showed a large number painted on the floor with a man standing at each opposite end of the figure. So there were two men, one at one end. (laughs) The other, yeah. 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 And a speech bubble shows one man saying nine... And the other saying six. Six, yeah, I like it. And both were right and both were wrong. Oh, nice start. I think you should just stop there, to be fair. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's it. Oh, that is it. (laughs) Think on. (laughs) You bought a laptop and five sheets of paper and that's all you had. I mean, I'm not knocking it. I think it's genius. Okay, so this got me thinking. Mm -hmm. So this week I finished my 34-week dialectical therapy course. Oh, congratulations. I cried. Oh, Mark. I tried to give a little speech at the end. Oh, don't. That's going to make you cry, isn't it? What, saying it now? No. <laughs> oh, making a little speech. If you can cry on the pod, I mean, that's just great for ratings. I'll just call this one Mark Cries. What? Are you going to cry? What did you no. say? Go on, what did you say? I just said, thank- I just said, um, I just... <laughs> did you say goodbye to everyone? No, it's really, because we're not really encouraged to be sort of, oh, don't, have attachments. Don't go there with, don't, yeah, I know you're not. Yeah. But when has that ever bothered you? We've whole started the pod on this very subject. The point I was saying, the point I was saying was, I was saying how welcome I'd felt by everyone in the group. Mm. And I made the point that they're all 20 year old or in their 20s and female. And I'm in my 60s and male. Yes. And one of the things that had gone through my head during the last session was thinking, and I'm not being all woke now, but I was thinking other people must be in this position of being a total minority. So it could be a black person in a white environment. It could be an old person in a young environment. It could be a Muslim in a Christian environment. What it made me think was for 34 weeks, I have never felt uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but it must be a situation for people when they do feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because they're in a minority of one. So what I wanted to say of those 34 weeks, it had never been difficult for me because of my gender or because of my age. Yeah. And it could have been. And I just wanted to say thank you. And I got all blubby and pretended I wasn't crying. Good. That's a nice thing So to show your emotions. Yeah. So the course taught me a lot. And I constantly remind myself of a particular dialectical definition. And I've quite often said when we're talking about BPD, I was saying about how it's sort of opposites. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, if I'm feeling very down 
I shouldn't be listening to crime songs about suicide. I should be listening to yeah. Buxford's. And I saw this particular definition and it says of concerned with or acting through opposing forces. Mm. And suddenly a light bulb moment occurred to me that this is clouding my mental health and possibly others that they may not recognize this. So I'm concerned with or acting through opposing forces. Mm. What I want to talk about for about the next 10 minutes is that the way that I overthink things, the way that I deep dive, the way that I let things that I have no control over take over my thinking is this question that we discussed before the pod started of resolution i don't put anything to bed i can't go that yeah, sorted yeah. Yep. so the number of plates that i have spinning is now in the thousands because i worry about everything even stuff out of my control so i said all the millions of thoughts and discussions and arguments that fill my mind only increase they never decrease I never seem to find resolution to these dilemmas. So this brain food segment, it isn't actually strictly brain food, but it's quick and dirty, but it's intended to highlight that as a BPD sufferer, this is not unique to my condition, but probably applies in differing levels to all those with an inquiring mind. Mm -hmm. And I've started following somebody on Instagram and being in touch with her called BPDTEA, BDPT mm -hmm. in America. She's quite out there with some of her um, theories about BPD and also her personal experiences and one of the things that she put in one of the first posts was something along the line as the comment section is when she'd said I used to take risks and she described how she used to take risks and there were a number of people in the comment section going oh I don't have PPD but I do stuff like that mm, right and yeah. straight away my hackles rose and it was like and it isn't like well I've, I've got I've got it worse than you yeah it's like it's gradations yeah and it's not minimizing that you've got those things, yeah. but the consequences for you on a day-to-day -day basis might not be so severe. Yeah. It's like when we talked about addiction. Yeah. I had whatever it was, 23 years every day for 23 years being addicted to something. Mm. That has more of a thing than, yeah, sometimes I can't say no to a chocolate <laughs> bar. So yeah. there are, and I said earlier about you can't have different gradations. You can in terms of the impact it has on your life. Mm -hmm. You can have the same traits, but the end result isn't necessarily dire consequences. My thought is, doing this on a mental health thing, is that lots of people are going to go, regardless of BPD, the way the world is at the moment, I find myself drawn into these discussions. Mm. I find myself spending too long on social media mm. and being fed certain things. I said to you earlier in the week what I was going to, to talk about and was going to put you to raise the question can you help me mm. and so that still sort of applies because what i'm sort of saying is i don't particularly want every waking moment to be so tiring just so quite question everything listen yeah. to every point of view yeah trying to find the truth exactly but i never seem to have a minute when i'm not spinning a million plates often on subjects over which i have no control no influence but which still cause massive consternation and angst and one of the things that i've been learning on the last four, 34 weeks and also the one when i used to go to um gamblers anonymous using the 12-step program is like they basically only worry about the shit that you can control and mm. it's about your reactions to to events mm. that you know you need to have control over if something's not in your control then why are you worried about yeah. it? Anxiety never has Let any influence on, on mm. the outcome of things. It's just a lot mm. of nervous energy, really. Yeah. So one of the things that I think I have is there's a, there's a common theme, and that is of searching for the truth. Now, I know we've discussed and dismissed the notion of ultimate truth, mm -hmm. but that doesn't seem to stop my neural pathways beyond overdrive. It somehow 
that I want to get that resolution of going, this is the true conclusion. Hmm. I've shut well, my you, book. Even if you don't like it. Exactly. It's not trying to find the, the answer that you want to find to no. please your narrative, your kind of sensibilities or whatever. Is no. it? It's, it's, I just want them to get to the bottom so I can go, okay, that well, is that. that. That's really interesting because there's going to be a line in a minute that ex- that just says exactly what you've said, is that I don't want... It doesn't matter if it's confirmation or not. If someone's able to go, you've believed this, mm. but look at this, mm. and I'll go, you're right. Mm-hmm. It isn't about being proved right all yeah. the time. Yeah. So when I say, can you help me? What is it? I'm looking for closure. I'm looking for resolution. An honest, objective, common sense answer that allows me to lay these demons to rest or at least let them lounge with a pina colada and a face pack. Mm. That's a bit of literary fluff there. Yeah. Um, An insight into your world, really. (laughs) So the mentality I struggle with, a lot of it is based around authority. And this is something I read to you just now. Authority at the moment seemed to be saying, if you knew what I knew, you would do what I'm telling you to do. And then that's enough. And now Mm. that's a dictatorship. Yeah. But it's almost like we don't want you to critically analyze. Mm. It's we're telling you because we're in charge mm. and we know best. Yeah. So it's a very we don't parent to, yeah, child. We, show, we don't need to show your workings. Yes. We, we want to know, but we don't want to know that much. Yeah. So they're sort of saying we don't have time to explain because everything's moving so <laughs> to, fast. To plebs like us. Yes. You yeah. just need to accept it. Mm. Um, and I was just thinking of the reading of the bills, yeah, the coronavirus bill, 90 mm. minute reading and then mm. um, stuff around sort of for you know information and various things that are coming through mm-hmm. the latest thing about journalists up to 14 years imprisonment basically if they say anything that the government don't like i mean i'm being a little bit yeah flippant there but <laughs> um these have all gone through really really quickly mm-hmm. with hardly anybody in the house of commons mm-hmm. and if they just tell us to accept it that is dictatorship as no one from any religion any cultural background, any intellect or any scientific background or any ideological perspective can claim to access the total truth. Mm. Truth is complicated, it is fluid, it moves and it alters. And I listened to something Russell Brand, and this is repeating something he said. There may be some objective facts in, say, the world of physics, but even in the last 50 or 100 years, Mm. these firmly held beliefs have been changed or disproved. So when you enter the field of conjecture, construction and culture, nothing is stable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my quandary, is that I'm being presented with something that says, you will do this because we're telling you. Yeah. And no matter how they wrap it up, that's the situation in the world at the moment. Yeah. It does feel very much like parent-child because then what's happening is, if you choose not to take our advice, you'll be in trouble. <laughs> and it is very much a, a parent mm. thing. And I've got a story about my mum, God bless her. I'd had a really bad argument with her, been sent to bed. At about half past nine, the door opened. And when I got into not a good place when I was young, I literally tried to climb within the wall. I pressed my face into the wall to sort of escape, which is a typical fear response, running away. And she came into my room and she went, are you awake? And I thought, it's half past nine. I'm meant to be asleep. I don't want to speak to her anyway. Pretend. So I pretend I'm asleep. Yeah. Because I'm going to get into trouble if I'm still awake. It's like, why are you still awake? (laughs) Or the argument is going to start again. So self-protection, and this is the fight, flight or freeze. So I went into freeze, which Mm. I know is something I do a lot Mm. still. Mm. And the fact that I can remember this so vividly is sort of scary in a way. And she went, oh, it's a pity you're asleep. 
and I'm there going, why, it's a pity I'm asleep. Like, have I made a mistake? Have I made the wrong call? Mm. And she said, because I was going to say, do you want to come down and watch Match of the Day? And I'd never watched Match of the Day in my life. And it's only <laughs> 50 years later that I've realised the power of that. And that's how I feel at the moment, that the government is coming to my room and said, this is what you're going to do. Don't argue. Don't question. And I'm there going, I'm just going to do my own thing. And they're going, but we are going to promise you all these things. So what's mm. happening now is if you want to just be yourself and you want to hide in the corner, that's fine. But if you were going to welcome me in, mm. if you were going to be receptive, you could have come and watch Match of the Day. And so now it's going to be, right. you could have had access to nightclubs. You could have had the Holidays. rewards we're going to give. You know, they're giving now burgers and money I've, off pizzas. Yeah, I totally missed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd feel really aggrieved. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't, like, I didn't get any, I didn't get a burger out of that. It's like when your broadband provider gives really good offers. <laughs> yeah. And you're going like, fuck us. Like, just, just, yeah, I'm just you. Like... I've been here ages. <laughs> Retrospective yeah. pizzas for all. Yeah. But the point I'm making, I know the analogy is slightly stretched, but it was that, that, yeah, that it's in, interesting. Yeah. in that situation, it was like, I'm just freezing, I'm doing my own thing. But it was like, oh, God, if you'd come and listen to me. Is that yeah. And it's back to the, the choices and, and the, the living or dying by which one you want to go down. Yeah. And, and, I, and I guess the anxiety caused by, have I made the right decision? Yes. Not, I, and that's why that can never be resolved because just, just could, um, go on, sorry. No, I was going to say, you've got the, I've got two decisions. Ah, what do I do? And then you make one and it's still, ah, it's, it's exactly. like, it's, I just, I'm not, I haven't won at all. I haven't, I haven't lost. I, I haven't. But I, it's like the number six and the number nine. I couldn't have won <laughs> yeah. because if Doesn't I stay. matter what you've done. No, no, I'm eight year old, 10 years old. If I stay in my bed with mm. my face pressed against the wall and pretend I'm asleep, mm. I don't get hit for mm. being awake yeah, no. but i don't get match of the day <laughs> yeah. if i turn around and go actually mum i am awake it would be so you were kidding me you were asleep mm, right, no, smack yeah. and you're definitely not going to watch match of the day <laughs> i was just doing that to fucking kid you yeah, yeah, so yeah. i couldn't have won yeah, yeah that's what i feel at the moment that that there mm. isn't almost a winning situation mm. if people yeah. have their vac using vaccines if they have their vaccines they think they've won but then the information comes out, oh, by the way, you've got to have a booster. Mm -hmm. So you won't be able to get in to see that band unless you have a third and then yeah. a fourth jab, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So also I said, add to the mix that the two organisations I'm looking at at the moment really are governments and Big Pharma, sorry, and social media. Mm. They all have a long track record of duplicitous behaviour mm. and who now seem to be shutting down anyone who disagrees with the agreed narratives. Now, it's interesting that some of the stuff that Facebook was shutting down before they're now allowing Okay. So the like, possibility that it it was made in a lab in China was shut down consistently and people were mm. removed. Now it's been allowed because, yeah, because there is some evidence that the, that yeah. isn't necessarily right, an okay. incredible story. Right. Okay. Um, so there's a, there's there's a, an interesting change there. Mm -hmm. So the fact checkers have moved the goalposts, I guess. Yeah. I mean, fact checkers. To be honest, it they they are not. I believe any notion. of any of them. No, they can't be self-appointed because there isn't a truth. But there isn't, no, there isn't one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what I was saying is that I want government, big pharma and social media to welcome discussion and questioning. Mm -hmm. I would like more than one narrative. Yeah. Um, one of the things I saw today that I thought was really interesting was on the news, they announced 16, 17-year-olds can have vaccines. Yeah. And the BBC cut to a woman and her daughter and that you didn't hear the question actually which was really interesting it was on a zoom call and the daughter who was obviously 16 went mm -hmm. i can't believe it i was in the car with my mum when i heard it and it was like oh my god i'm going to get it 
I have never been so excited. And her mum looked at her. There's not McFly tickets. It's the fucking (laughs) vaccine. What was wrong with her? (laughs) Yeah, it's in the fruit cider. Um, And her mum turned to her and went, we punched the air in celebration, didn't we? And the daughter went, I'm so excited. I really can't wait. Now, what I was going through my head is, firstly, how do you find two people? Yeah, it's like, can you go and just find a 16 year old? No, they're just driving down the road and saw two people punching the air and went, hold on. But I also felt like they should have someone sort of, you know, in the gutter on a sink estate going like, fuck that until I get 100 yeah. quid. I'm Balance. not having it. <laughs> I'm waiting for I mean? my free Uber. <laughs> Uber Eats. Yeah. So it wasn't balanced. It was the narrative. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Good. So this is the point that you just mentioned. And it's, I'm really pleased that I wrote this because it shows that that. Well, we know what each other's thinking. Um, I'm confident what I do in terms of supplements and training Mm. so that any person who wishes to challenge me, I would welcome the opportunity to state my case. Mm -hmm. And if after a full and frank discussion, someone proved that my positive stand on, say, creatine, and I'm such an advocate of creatine, Mm -hmm. and I've read so many research. Is that what you paint the fence with? (laughs) No? Is that the way you look so brown? When you were sitting on it. So if my positive stand on creatine was misplaced, yeah. then I have the choice to either stubbornly stick to my current beliefs mm-hmm. and go, fuck you, I don't believe that evidence. Yeah. Or I can alter my stand and then share this information with clients and others. Mm. If someone went to me like, have you seen this research? Yeah. It's only come out two weeks ago and it goes, you have to have a two month break from creatine. You've mm. been taking it for 20 years. Mm. And this is like, without doubt, good advice, then I would take that. Yeah. I'm going to show you a, I'm going to show you a scary picture. Now. How scary is that? <laughs> that looks like the mask you see in the windows in Amsterdam. Yeah. It, that, <laughs> that was the gas mask for children in the Blitz. And they wanted to make it look a bit like Mickey Mouse. It looks like, like a post-apocalyptic Mickey Mouse. I think it's very Banksy. Is that going to be the picture for our... Uh... Uh, for our Instagram. If I can remember where I got it. But it is very Banksy, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay. Is it is that your photo, not a drawing? No, 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 that's true. That's oh, a, yeah. I still can't get to grips with face coverings, stroke masks. Oh, you all know about that, Mark. <laughs> no, right. I'm so what I'm going to do is give an example of why I think, because I can't find resolution in this, I feel that this is one of the plate that spins i have no control over this but on a daily basis this makes me feel either yeah frustrated yeah and it doesn't matter i can choose what i want to do but i still have this urge to speak to somebody Mm. and go i don't understand this are you able to clarify that's why i'm here mark that's why our lovely listeners are listening so ready for you i went onto the nhs website and i thought Let's see what the government say. Right. And this is something like June 2021. This isn't old stuff. Mm-hmm. This is updated. So they said, in the context of this outbreak, COVID-19, a face covering is something which securely covers the nose and mouth. Okay, got that. Cloth face coverings and disposable face coverings work best if they're made with multiple layers and form a good fit around the face. Got that. Makes sense. Okay. I would suggest that the majority of things that I'm seeing aren't a good fit around the face. Mm -hmm. I would also suggest that those blue um, masks, at the moment, the lowest price I can find is 3p per mask. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to spend a lot of money to get protection, but I, I do 
struggle at something costing 3p yeah and bearing in mind that includes delivery from china because <laughs> they're all made in china yeah it's suspiciously is cheap isn't it yes oh. and mm. we heard a year ago 18 months ago that they were spending hundreds of millions to get mm. face coverings and everything and they cost 3p anyway so it says face covering should be made of material that you find comfortable and breathable, such as cotton. Now I'm thinking this is a pandemic. Face covering should be made on whatever works on keeping a the virus out. out. Not back, something back to your gas mask. Yeah. It's not comfortable. It, no. It's not meant to be. No. It's, <laughs> it's, meant to, it's meant to save your life. Yeah. <laughs> um, something comfortable and breathable, such as cotton. So 18 months into a pandemic, they're going, put some cotton on your mm. face because mm. that's that probably feels nicer than yeah. other stuff. Bandanas or religious garments may be used, but they might be less effective. Yes, they might be. Mm -hmm. So where is the when the research yeah. was done? Mm -hmm. Was it done on three pence face masks? Was it done on medical? Was it yeah. done on bandanas? Mm -hmm. Or was it done on religious garments? Or comfort. Yeah. Just general comfort. Yeah. <laughs> so face coverings are not classified as PPE. Are they not? No. Though those visors are. But any kind of face covering isn't PPE. Those face visors on the NHS website basically go do fuck all. That's what it says for face coverings. Okay, right. It actually said... It's all this fuss no and they're not actually it. calling it personal protection no. equipment. Face coverings. You have to wear a face covering. That's their definition. It isn't a mask. It isn't something that fits a criteria. So in a pandemic, we've been so saying something okay. that is material right, that right. goes across. Now, material isn't generic, or, or its efficacy isn't generic. There's yeah. a big variation mm. between cottons, for example, <laughs> yeah. and weave. So it's called face coverings. It says, wearing a face covering can reduce the risk to others and yourselves because they cover the nose and mouth, which are the main confirmed sources of transmission. You're expected and recommended to continue wearing face covering in crowded and enclosed spaces. You are no longer legally required. This is from the NHS website. Mm -hmm. You are no longer required to wear a face covering in any setting. Legally, you are no longer legally required. Mm -hmm. Now, that's really interesting because mm -hmm. if I go into my pharmacy to get my meds, yeah. I have to wear one. So is well, you that... mean have to? You don't? Maybe <laughs> they prefer you to. Well, there's a lot of pressure in my pharmacy if I decide not to. I don't wear what a mask happens? anywhere now. Well, they do. Shout it. Look they at tell you, you to put one on. <laughs> okay. They're not very keen on the... And I don't want to use the exempt thing. I'm just using that legally. No, but th there is a kind of... If, if you want to go into an establishment and their request is that you do it, there's like a common courtesy thing, isn't I, there? Do I you know don't, what I mean? Sorry, let me re rephrase that. I don't wear a mask when I go into the supermarket. Yeah. I, I do in the pharmacy... But because they request it? No, I do because I'm likely to be around vulnerable people. Okay. So when I'm saying... So what I'm they're saying is... They're not in the supermarket. They might be... I, I see what you mean. You If they're in... Right. Yeah, I, well, get, I get what you're going It's a from. very small building. If you're going to pick a pick people one... people are picking up drugs. <laughs> um, take that bit out. So <laughs> you're no longer... This is from the website. Why? You are no longer legally required to face, wear a face covering in any setting. Therefore, you do not need to rely on an exemption if you need one. Right. Now, I haven't been, I haven't heard that anywhere else. No. I don't even have to go, I'm exempt. I can just go, no. I guess this is your point. This is, this is giving me a headache. Yeah. This is nothing to do with your delivery. It's just the, <laughs> it's just the content. It's just like, this is your point, right? So this is just, that's as far as I'm going to go on that particular thing. Oh, is there more? No, we're just, I'm just going to go to gas masks <laughs> because it's a really interesting story. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. So the point I'm making is this. 
masks are not the same. Therefore, any research yeah. Yeah. cannot be the same. No, we're back to the control, aren't yeah. we? And it, the conditions have to be the same to have any any kind of science that's worth its yeah. its weight. Right? And we said on a podcast about forty podcasts ago, once they're introduced for 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 diseases that are spread mm. through aerosol, soon as flu season starts, you're going to have to reintroduce masks. Because I saw a tweet today that said, did I ever see, have we ever had mandatory flu shots? And we haven't. It's been voluntary. Absolutely. You could go, well, it's scale, but we have had massive flu Mm. things. But also it doesn't really matter on the scale because if 25,000 people die with flu and 50,000 die with coronavirus, it's 25,000 too much. You can't go, flu's not as bad, so you don't have to wear masks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So the, the key thing about all this is, is keeping distance and wearing a mask. We don't even know what the mask we should be wearing. Mm-hmm. The mask only has to be a face covering. It mm. doesn't have to be medically approved. Yeah. It doesn't have to be of a certain yeah. size. If it's a pandemic, the very least we should be told, these are what you have to wear as mm. a minimum yeah. or recommending, and then told what to do to dispose of it. Yeah, I saw someone, before, if, I saw if, someone, this is, I wish I'd taken a photo. I was driving, so it was tricky. But this <laughs> And illegal. This person, you know, when you have the air fresheners of the tree, yeah, on yeah, the mirror, yeah, this person tree, yeah. had done it with masks. Twenty-five minimum masks hanging from their mirror. Right. And I thought, number one, that's virtue signaling gone mm. mad. Mm. But secondly, if as an individual mm. you believe those masks cast the, catch yeah. the virus, that's minging. Yeah. So this is the point I'm making. I can't get right. It's a magic in my coronavirus head. tree. Isn't it? That's <laughs> what it is. Isn't it? I don't but, want to say, oh, no, masks are all shit. I don't want to say that. But what I'm saying yeah, is yeah. The, the background, the science, if it's a pandemic, why hasn't someone gone, this is the mask you have, and this is the mm. point, why haven't the government supplied them? Yeah. Why haven't said, as a minimum standard, if you go into Sainsbury's, mm. you must wear this mask? Yeah, well, they're banging out all the tests. It's free tests. Yeah. Like confetti. We could have had confetti. a supply. Confetto. Uh, confetto, yeah. <laughs> we could have had a supply of masks that would have yeah. cost, cost nothing compared yeah. with the test. Standard issue. What are you going to say about gas masks? Was that, was, that your, was that your point? In 1934, the British government decided to create something called the General Civilian Respirator, mm. which is basically gas masks, because during the First World War, Britain and Germany had resorted to chemical warfare. Mm. And there was a concern that Germany, especially in the Blitz... I think it was 39 in London, 39, 40, mm. that there was going to be chemical warfare. Mm. So ahead of time, in 1936, they set up a disused mill in Blackburn to make gas masks. And they, by 1938, they had made 30 million gas masks, which is like some going. Yeah, right. And I think, I might be wrong on this, but I think I read somewhere that they had to cost no more than two shillings, so 10 pence. So the government had, mm-hmm. you know, sourced it in advance. Mm-hmm. Well, put a budget on it. Yeah, put a budget on it. I mean, got everything capping. ready. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all good Fancy stuff. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, it issued a gas mask to every single person living in Britain. That was 38 million. Right. So over the next few weeks, 38 million gas masks went to the regional centres. That's epic. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And it says if go- poison gas has been used, you'll be warned by means of hand rattles. <laughs> Okay, okay those ones you have at the football. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. What you used to have at the football. Yeah. Uh, do not leave your shelter until the poison gas has been cleared away. Handbells will tell you when there's no longer any danger from poison gas. I don't know what happened if the bell ringer gets. Right. But anyway, so they had a system in place. So every single person mm-hmm. in the United Kingdom mm-hmm. had a gas mask. Yeah. Now, they're not a 3P 
stuff you put over. No, you're right. People were told to carry their guest masks in cardboard cases for many months and Chamberlain went on radio to explain the measures the government was taking. So what happened is that people were encouraged to wear gas masks for 15 minutes a day to get used to the experience. And the government threatened to punish people if you didn't carry a gas mask. And suddenly it feels very much like the situation mm. now. Mm -hmm. So even if there wasn't anything happening, yeah. you expected to carry it. Mm -hmm. Government advertisements appeared in newspapers pleading with people to carry the gas mask with them at all time. Teachers were instructed to send children back home to fetch their masks if they had forgotten them. Mm -hmm. And you understand if there's a, a gas attack, mm. that makes sense. Be ready. It's a good safety. Mm. But the thing they've been issued with was the thing that was going to protect them. And I thought this was interesting. John Lewis, the department store, reminded staff that those who come without their gas mask into the shop <laughs> must not be surprised if they are dismissed as unsuitable. So, oh, brilliant. So basically, yeah. you're being watched on the door of John Lewis, and if you haven't got your gas mask, you're not coming in. And I thought history is repeating itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking the only difference between the situation then and the situation now is that the government seemed to have their shit together mm -hmm. and had said to someone, this is the threat mm -hmm. and this is the cure. Yeah. The problem was that there was never a gas attack on the capital or any part yeah. of the UK. Mm -hmm. And the authorities carried out a regular survey on those carrying gas masks on Westminster Bridge. In September, it was 71%. By October, it was 58%. And by November, 24%. Yeah. So again, very similar to now, mm -hmm. is that if people aren't aware of a danger or can't see a danger yeah. you become complacent yeah, or you, yeah, yeah. you don't or you start to question to yeah, yeah yeah so that's probably the end of the story but there's a sting in the tail mm. so by the beginning of 1940 almost no one carried their gas mask with them there hadn't been any chemical warfare people had not seen the threat as yep. being real so the government now announced that air raid wardens would be carrying out monthly inspections of gas masks if a person was found to have lost the gas mask they were forced to pay for its replacement right. so you've got to the situation now where there isn't actually any threat, but people are now going into people's homes, yeah. demanding to see if they have, <laughs> you know, yeah. the right precautions. If they haven't, they have to pay for something that they've never used mm. and never would use. Mm -hmm. The one thing that the government didn't do is tell the British public about the possible dangers of wearing gas masks during the war, fearing a lot of compensation claims. And this came in August 2013 that actually showed that gas masks posed a serious health risk because of the asbestos. Oh, um, okay. And a lot of people who were in the Blackburn factory died prematurely. Um, where they were made? Where they were made. Wow. And it wasn't until 2014 that the health and safety executive analysed a number of gas masks. Uh, All that the, time later? Yeah. This, this was looking at gas masks. Oh, just, right. They were asked to look at gas masks by the Department of Education. Right. And schools were now used that the analysis showed that the majority of the masks did contain asbestos, often the more dangerous crocodilite or blue asbestos. Schools within these items in their collections are advised to remove them, double bag them and send them back for disposal. Oh, so you said 2014. Sorry, I'm confused. 2014. Yeah. Well, there's still gas masks in schools. Well, people have them. They have them in schools as like, this is something from the war. We're going to talk about Second yeah, World okay. War. Right. Everyone try on a gas got, mask got and it's that. still got asbestos in them. Right, right, right. Okay. The other thing, and I haven't got this here, but I did actually hear this, was that the... Is it the mechanism is it didn't... Yeah, there was something work. in it that they wouldn't have worked anyway. <laughs> I think it was something also to do with the filter. There was yeah. one important component was left out. So even if there had been, people yeah. would have died. And it just seemed to me to have a parallel that yeah. it was sort of ill thought out you were told and then when the government found out that their facts were wrong it was like well so we'll you, just we'll just carry it over we won't admit yeah. so you the could, only people that died from gas masks were the people mm, making them 
you could you know you could take the view of the government are trying to you know inform us and do the right thing but for our public health and our, and our individual health we could also go that they need to be seen to be doing something yeah. or you can go a little step further and go they're doing something that just makes us all compliant that brings us all together in some kind of way but for whatever reason yeah it, the point the, the point i brought up the gas masks and i know i went on a little bit too long the point i'm making is that it's this bit around questioning it's this 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 bit around we know what's best for you, but nobody's perfect. The government is just a collection of people that yeah. aren't necessarily any more intelligent than you or I. Mm. They've made a decision based on whatever evidence. Yep. They've made gas masks that has something in it. And you could go, well, they didn't know us about asbestos at the time. But in but some the, ways... The, that, that, that's the same thing about everything now. Nothing's changed. Yes. There's plenty of things that we're taking or not taking. Yeah. And we don't quite know the risks until... Yeah, a few years later, we we'll see how all this pans out, and that's why I'm saying the questioning is the important thing. It isn't rebelling. It mm. isn't being an anarchist. It isn't going whatever mm. the government tell me. I'm going to tell them to fuck off. It's mm. saying, if the government come up with something, we need to. So Pfizer have in America have issued something in their annual statement that says every child from six months up should be vaccinated. I feel that should be challenged. Mm. I don't think six month old babies should be vaccinated. I'm not a scientist. Mm. So what I'm saying is, is like, well, show me why. Mm. Yeah, Six-month-old babies aren't dying of COVID. Yeah. Explain to me, and then if you can explain the science. Mm. I don't want Pfizer. Pfizer have said you should have boosters. Of course they are. They're <laughs> yeah. the people that are producing their boosters. Yeah. Their profit yeah. model is based on it. Mm. I think that's what I'm trying to say, is that we're being told just to accept something. Mm -hmm. Pfizer have said this, so accept it. Mm. And I just feel we need to be questioning stuff. And if I could question stuff and get definitive answers, maybe I'd have some resolution to these, mm -hmm. these questions. Uh, thank you, Mark. I enjoyed talking about movement last week. Right. And about sitting down. I enjoyed that. It was a good chat. Can I just mention one thing? At the end of that, off, off pod... You gave a list of things that basically being ha seated, but you told me, and I thought those were like gold, hmm. but they weren't included like in the to, pod. Yeah, you like me to give you? I didn't have time and I cover them now. I think it's more important so, than my gas mask story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the effects of it. We, we were meant to do this pod standing up. We totally forgot. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's comfortable sitting down, isn't it? It's nice. Mm. <laughs> um, the effects of sitting aren't just long term. Your body goes into meltdown the moment that you sit down. It's the scaremongering <laughs> about to start. Um, as soon as you sit down, electrical activity in your body shuts off. Calorie burn drops to one calorie per minute. Mm -hmm. Enzymes that break down fat drop 90%. After two hours of sitting, good cholesterol drops 20%. Um, and after a day of sitting, insulin effectiveness drops 24% and risk of diabetes rises. Some other interesting facts about sitting. People with sitting jobs have twice the rate of cardiovascular disease as people with standing jobs. Uh, people who sit over three hours a day watching TV are 64% more likely to die from heart disease. Uh, each extra hour of watching TV equals 11% higher death risk. Nine hours and you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put the links up. You can kind of make your own kind of yeah. choices. It's just... Um, I think, I think the only thing I would say about the last couple is that it might be if you're watching that much TV, there would be other factors yeah. in your lifestyle. Of course, yeah, effect, it's not just that. Yeah, of course, it's, it's it the, whole, the, the whole picture. One of the things I'm aware of at the moment is that I've, I don't think I've lost memories, but I've, I've sort of hidden memories. So large chunks of my past are missing. So this is one of the things that's happened in yeah. therapy is that, that I'm struggling to 
And I think this happens anyway in life, doesn't it? You know, you sometimes have to think, you know, like your short-term memory goes, mm. where are my keys? Yeah, I think yeah. the older you are, the more you lose them. And every time I lose them, I go, I'm just going to hang them up. Yeah. And I don't. I like, you know, when I'm in the garage, half the time I can't even find the remote. To, <laughs> to open the bloody garage door. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. It's like, why don't I just have a little basket? My little I, I, enjoy, basket. I, I actually enjoy helping you look for that because it's a proper challenge. <laughs> it's never in the same place twice. No. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I found my keys today, my car keys, put down the hole in my pile of metal weights. All right, all right. That took a good half hour. Yeah, <laughs> and I can remember I put the remote on the scales, and they're the same colour. Were you there that one? Yeah, it was. We didn't yeah, find yeah, those. Yeah, it was exactly the same. Yeah. Sometimes I put them on top of the freezer. I completely forget about that because I'm too short and I can't see. Yeah. Oh, what? Why? What's going on? But you've mentioned a few stories on the pod that have just kind of come out. That you've kind of maybe it's part of doing the therapy and just um, I don't know thinking about all sorts of things. But certain memories you've given us a memory today on this pod that have come out of really vivid ones. Yeah, well, that one about my mum hadn't come out. So that's, that's just that's the last two weeks. Right. Okay. I was yeah. discussing. I was discussing freeze because I'm, I'm recognizing that I'm freezing mentally so you, and physically so you probably hadn't recalled that one for no no no, no. that wouldn't have been hidden. decades I, I, I had remembered it maybe yeah maybe uh, eight, okay. ten years ago but are they coming even if you then remember them they're probably feeling more profound than you ever thought they would be maybe i think it's because becoming... they, they're kind of filling in those gaps of yes. kind of joining yeah. up the dots of of why yeah why you feel like you feel and act like you act that kind of thing because we are you know our products of our parents and yeah and, and, I, and nurture as well yeah definitely and we i think it was how that one came about is that i was thinking around my loss of memory or my my hiding of memory i don't think i've lost my memory i think it's all there i think mm. what i've done is block bits out mm. good and bad i'm not going it's like i'm trying to remember all the bad times it, mm. it's just whole yeah i was trying to remember stuff back in sheffield and i can remember incidents i can remember things i did but i can't remember the four years i was there yeah i can remember and if you remember many many pods ago i was trying to see every gig i'd been to mm. yeah and i was like forgetting loads or getting the details wrong yeah. which i think is fair enough people are going to do this but i'm i'm losing two or three years of my life of mm. not even remembering one element of those years yeah. um so i'm working really hard to try and regain that mm. and i think that relates to the freeze i think my freeze reaction in terms of trauma or stress mm -hmm. is parallel there's a parallel way that my mental mental i'm just forgetting stuff yeah everything's sort of turned off where do we start on this you're you're talking about memories oh so yeah 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 yeah. so one of the things i'm doing is i'm trying to enter in to take myself to a place and to recall stuff and try and extend that memory yeah okay. so not oh I used to live with this person when I was at Sheffield, but where was the house? Where was it situated? What did I do in that house? What do we used to have yeah. for tea? Where do we go for a pint? That sort of mm. thing. Do you find it's easier to kind of recall or remember things around things that were uncomfortable or maybe traumatic? Do you think it's easier to, when things are kind of comfortable and maybe not engaging emotionally, do you think they're easier just to kind of bl proper blend into the background and just become wallpaper? Because of this kind of element of kind of, stimulation and kind of keeping your brain going and i think going. The and yeah. you can then hang off certain events because there's 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 something but it's not necessarily good the, the word you use there is correct rather than good memories it's stimulating memories so it's whenever mm. i got my biggest dopamine hits those are the things i can remember yeah. so when i was in trouble or when i did things i shouldn't or that's me because i i remember being very very disengaged through college 
you're talking about like you know the four years yeah, i think you've had yeah, yeah. probably for different reasons but i i was looking back on it massively disengaged from from that mm-hmm. and really struggled to remember anything yeah what we what we did the people we knew almost like i wasn't there sometimes yeah. and people have yeah. to go really you and they tell me stories and like they're like you were there then i was like no, I, I can't i have no no recollection of it whatsoever mm. It almost feels like a different person, but there's times where the, the, that were stressful, or you know, whether it's going through an illness or something. You can literally, you know, the dates of things. You know, you can remember faces. You remember the yeah. names of like nurses being ill, the names of nurses. <laughs> you're like, yeah. I can't remember the name of the people I went to college with. Yeah, okay, it was longer ago, but the, you know that kind of idea of even just the stuff that's happened in the beginning part of this year at work, and that kind of almost remember yeah. to the week what happened. Yeah. yeah it can be engaging nice things enjoyable things it can be engaging awful things dramatic yeah. things but that i don't know do you know what i mean it feels there's something kind of to grab onto your brain kind of grabs onto it and kind of but i want to keep that you know, going i think i want to keep so as yeah. you're talking now and i was talking about sheffield i've just got the most vivid memory of seeing the smiths in the early 80s and morrissey chucking flowers at us and i can feel that now like mm. i can I can see his face. I can hear the music. I know the exact room I was in. I know where I was standing. Mm. I know what I was wearing. Mm-hmm. Mm. But most of the other four years was an absolute blur. So, like, why is that? <laughs> you know, how can that? So everything's there. Yeah. So what I was going to say is when you said anything else, I th- what I want to try and do as part of my getting my memory fuller is to maybe th- try and find some anecdotes, <laughs> yeah. both, both for myself and maybe, yeah, you know, to to see if I can... Just when you realise you never saw you two in Bristol. That was a story you keep <laughs> oh, telling. God, you saw them and no one even knew that. Yeah. They were just called two when I when I saw them. Yeah. It was just Bono on the edge. They weren't actually playing. They had a coffee. Yeah. They were just discussing making a band. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, whether you wanted to be in the band or not. Yeah, I mean, the story gets better every but time you tell it. But when we looked into that, we still didn't actually... I did actually find the gig. I remember. Look, I remember. I did find the gig. But I found it someone, wasn't where you thought it was. But it was the no. time you thought it was. Yeah. But I can remember someone writing and going like, "There was only ten of us there." <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, but there is still. Even if you go on the U two site, it's like mm. maybe we were, maybe we weren't. It's <laughs> okay. Well, I'll make up some other news stories. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> right. So wrap up then. Yeah. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening to us. Give us a follow on Instagram at I'mFineCast and send your feedback and ideas to I'mFineCast at gmail.com. Uh, in the next episode, so we'll definitely look at data and what those horrible and nasty people have got on you mm. and how you can find out and what you can do with it, whether it should be a worry or not. Yeah. Should we be worried? I mean, well, it's we a- know it. I, I'm not doing it yet. <laughs> there is that classic everyone banging on about security and people going, you have a mobile tracking device. You have a geolocation device in your pocket. Shut the fuck up. It's the least of your worries. Why? You know what I mean? You know when we did the stuff with the uh, gut biome yeah. and you mentioned something, I saw a, a tweet from a, a woman and she went, I've just paid £100 to have my DNA assessed and my ancestry. <laughs> and they've come back and said I'm a white girl and now they have my DNA. And you think, oh, you're like, oh, what have I done? Yeah. I think it literally came back, you're just a white girl. Yeah. <laughs> We've done that and I've given them my poo. I mean, there's no going back now, is no. there? No. they've got everything they need on me talking to poo samples it's not i've got i've got one if you want to do one and send one in all i've right. got one the hundred odd quid they, they sent me one and i've got two now i'm going to do one but if oh, you want okay. another one if you're interested in what your yeah. poo's like i'm interested in what your poo's like well we could discuss the bristol stool chart couldn't we we could yeah we mentioned it before we have, yeah so we'll definitely look at data and um 
I just want to do a bit of a revisit on what I was talking about there is kind of um, comfort and discomfort. Okay. I found some interesting things on that. Anything else, Mark? Is that it all for today? No, but we should have used the store chart in our, in our one on seat, shouldn't we? <laughs> I'm just going to let that sink in for everybody. Okay. On that bum note, <laughs> um, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye-bye.